We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends at Home. I'm your boy Big T and I have another tiger in here. You want to come and say hi? Because you're over here, you're going to tip with me. Too busy looking at all your great artworks. Um, are you, what, can you just quickly tell us, uh, if I'm really big, what would you be? Really small. Are you really small? Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a... I'm about medium. Okay, so let's call me Big Tiger and you Medium Tiger. Is that good? Yes. Okay. So Medium Tiger, uh, what's your favourite team? The Tigers. Oos, well trained. Uh, now, you know in round one, it's coming up soon, Rugby League finally gets to start. You've been asking me for weeks when does footy finally start. And look at this screen here, we can see two teams are about to play each other. One of them is the... Seagulls. And... Rabbits. Who do you think is going to win? Rabbits. Ooh, rabbits. Yeah, I think that's probably true. By a lot or a little? A lot. Okay, we got roosters and the Broncos. Who do you like out of that? Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Well, they made the grand final last year. It's probably a good choice. These two teams, who's playing next? Raiders and Knights. Who do you like? Raiders. Ooh. Uh, then we've got the... Sharks and Warriors. Who do you like? Sharks. Next two, we've got the Storm and the Panthers. Panthers, I like more. Do you have any friends who like the Panthers? Banjo? Oh, yeah, okay, we do have some friends. Yeah, all of the rest of these teams go for the Tigers except for Banjo. Right. Uh, now, let's look at this one's the Eels and the Bulldogs. And we know that your auntie loves the Eels and your uncle loves the Bulldogs, so does Nornor. Who do you think is going to win? Eels. Probably true. And then the Titans and the Dragons, who do you like? Titans. And the last game is the Dolphins and Cowboys. I'm going to guess. I think you're going to say Dolphins. Yes. And why do you like the Dolphins so much? Because they look so cool. Yeah, I think you do a lot of this tipping on corners. And our Mighty West Tigers, they get a week off. Everyone else has to work and we get one more extra week to train. Oos. Means we're going to come back super strong. And super fast. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for doing that with me, Bello. I hope that we're helping with the tips. Tigers can't lose. That's what most important. Yeah, I do know there's a kid footy. You can play it if you want. Hold on. You either got to talk into the mic. You got to talk into the mic or wrap it up. What are you talking about? That's what I thought. Come over here to tell me. What is it? Imagine if there's. Um... What were you going to say? There's kid footy? Yeah. Imagine if there was kid footy. That would be great. Who do you think would win? Who, which team's going to win kid footy? Oh, you're on the yellow team. And there's a blue team. Okay, I'm going to wrap you up. Talk to you next time, sports with friends. And without further ado, we're introducing Dating the Enemy. Hello, and welcome to Dating the Enemy podcast. A podcast all about the Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack. 
I'm joined by my co-host and fiance Victoria. Uh, hey, Vic. How you doing? So it was really just copy and paste Big Cat Chat. Yeah, this is what it but Big Cat Chat is. It's Big Cat Chat at home. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Should we talk a little bit about the show? What it's going to be? Yes. So this has actually been like in the works for a while. Yes. This is both of our second attempts at a podcast. Yeah. Well, third if we count the one that we had planned for a while that we never did with a few other people. (laughs) We commissioned a logo and everything that we didn't pay for. Well, we don't know any. Also, it's not that we didn't pay for it. Whoever reached out to him didn't pay for it. Yeah, because he overcharged. Yes. When it was just originally, we were like, you know, give us an idea. And then he sent it. And it was like, okay, cool. And then we give me $250. <laughs> Bad business. Yeah. Um, that is actually what this podcast is all about. Bad business. Supporting Parramatta. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, no, yes. So your first attempt was quite successful, I'd say. Yes. Um, because of Nat. Yeah, that's why I recruited her. <laughs> because T asked me who to pick, and I had a few options, and I went... Who's got the most who's got followers? Most followers, yeah. <laughs> who tweets one word and gets 300 fucking likes so, on it? So, fuck you, Nat. It has nothing to do with you as a person. Well, we became friends as a result of that. We were, Yeah, we, but you were friends before. Yeah, that. yeah, but we became IRL friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, look. I'm never going to say Big Cat Chat's dead. I'm going to say we're both very busy. I'm sorry. I I'm... like making podcasts and it's a lot easier to make one if you live with the person <laughs> because that doesn't then take away an evening that I spend with you. Oh, God. I'm just going to say, if you guys didn't even record after last year's grand final, it's dead. Rest well, in peace, Big Cat Chat. No, it's, it's living forever. Um, you know, Nat just has a baby now. I'm planning a wedding. Oh, you really try to slip that in as much as you can, aren't you? I'm going to avoid the obvious joke there. Um, I actually really thought you were going to be... I thought you didn't want to call it Sleeping with the Enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, should we talk about the name? Yeah. Okay, so I had another idea for a name that you thought was a little bit inappropriate. I don't think... It's not that it was inappropriate. It just made me uncomfy. We're all about comfort here, as you can tell by the leather chairs. <laughs> um. No, I just thought, like, I don't know who is going to know that we have a podcast. And I just don't want to put out there. You know what I mean? You didn't want your family seeing you on a podcast with that name. Yeah, called Sleeping with the Enemy. It's funny. Because also, I also like to think... No, pretend that this is my first answer because this is better. I like to think that we're so much more. Like, we're we're in love. I'm not going to edit out the first answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to edit myself. Uh, yes, but Dating the Enemy is also the name of a movie that I've never seen, I'll be Neither. honest. Should we see it look there's a lot of movies that we want to see yeah but okay we still need to watch Ferdinand what we do 
What if we are currently basing our podcast name off oh, a movie shit. about like Nazis? But what if it's like Inglorious Bastards? I haven't seen it. Or they kill Nazis. I don't know why it would be called Dating the Enemy then. I think it's she falls in love with a Nazi. Yeah. I've got a feeling that's not what the movie's about. <laughs> you don't, you reckon? No, no. The only movie I've ever watched anyway is Footy Legends. <laughs> is that the one with um, Bo Ryan? No, what's got Bo Ryan in it? No, is it Bo Ryan? I don't know. Didn't Bo Ryan do like a movie? I just remember back in like, I don't know. I want to say like 2014. Let's throw that out. There was a movie that had... I swear it had Bo Ryan in it. It had someone in it. It was like an Australian movie about like, I don't even remember, but I just remember that Parramatta did like a special fan day thing where you could go watch the movie with Tepai Moroa and <laughs> Chase Blair. And I, I went with Jacinta, shout out <laughs> JJ. She's definitely not going to listen to this, but just in case. Um, yeah, I went with her and we ate chop tops with Tepai Moroa and Chase Blair Bo and watched this Australian footy movie. Bo Ryan movie. No, not Bo Ryan Affair. Bo Ryan movie. <laughs> That's legit what popped Bo up. Bo Ryan high five. <laughs> um, okay, Bo Ryan's IMDb page. Um, does anyone here on the podcast have an IMDb page? No. Known for Top Gear Australia, Amazing Race Australia. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bo Spectacled? Be Spectacled? No, no, it was. 2014. Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't 2014. Maybe it wasn't Bo Ryan. That's his entire. I swear. Um, IMDb patho. This is going to annoy me. Look, that's. Look, we'll look it up later and then. You know, when we get thousands of comments asking, what was the movie? Thousands, jeez. <laughs> yep. Easy Benno's going to comment a thousand times, is he? <laughs> Just crying. So you would go on a podcast with anyone but yeah. a Panther's yeah. head. Oh, happy birthday, Benno. Ah. Yeah. Happy birthday. 16 today. Anyway. So, yeah. So... You did Big Cat Chat last year, and... Yes. Well, it started, really, because... 2021. Yeah, 2020. Oh, was it really 2021? Oh, that's right, because you did it 2022, and then you did nothing last year. Just, like... I did half the year. That's generous. There is no way you did half of the season. Our last recording was in June. Yeah, but you guys missed, like, a billion before then. She got married! (laughs) Yeah, so... I'm not saying that it's invalid. I'm just saying it's fact. What's your point? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it started in 2021 when um, Penrith beat Para, and then in my apartment, I had to go sit in my room while you and Nat bragged about beating Para, and I cried. Games the game. Anyway, so um, yeah, T reached out, but T actually reached out to me first, just putting it out there. Because when I lived in LA, um, what? Just looking for someone who gives a fuck. <sighs> anyway, yeah. when I lived in LA, um, I was 
incredibly lonely and depressed and hated my life really and I missed footy so I was like oh let me just like do a podcast and so I literally used to just sit on the floor of my living room and speak to my laptop because I didn't have a microphone or anything like that I was just like I'm here alone so I might as well just like speak into my laptop you're okay you don't need to get yeah, I know I'm paranoid it's gonna lock anyway don't um, be huh? um, yeah and so I started a podcast called like let's chat footy or some shit, something like that yeah, so I was incredibly lonely and depressed as well, so that's why I listened to it. <laughs> um, lonely attracts lonely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually did listen to it um, back in the day, and I used to message you about it. I know. Yeah. yeah. Back before we were an item. I know. We were just friends. When we were just enemies. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, sure. There yeah. we go. Uh, full circle. Um, we were not ever actually enemies. Um, no, yeah, and I think I did, let's be real, like, three episodes, because it was fucking, we went into lockdown, and the season got suspended, and so then I had nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, that was really cool, never doing that again, and from there, T kept being like, because anytime I would, like, go on a podcast, because I had been on Big Cat Chat a few times, from there, T would always message me and be like, can you please do your own podcast, please? And I was like, ha ha ha, no now we're here and then you're the one who came up with the idea for this podcast yes genuinely because i was a little bit tired of our entire evenings being spent talking about footy so i went if we're going to do this because i know that it's just going to keep happening why don't we be productive about it in some way so really if you think about it the failings of the paramedic eels as an organization wore you down to the point that you decided you need a rugby league podcast so that your boyfriend now fiance who supports a very successful team will stop talking about rugby league to you in other hours of the day no that's kind of how i'm reading it okay a little bit but i also thought if i'm gonna have actual fights with my boyfriend now fiance might as well at least hopefully get some views out of it so like i at least get something from it yeah we we do occasionally like overreact to the other one simply having a different opinion yeah because like we never just go like hi this is my opinion the other one goes how dare you like you have just insulted me okay you're wrong well yes yes yeah yeah so there's gonna be plenty of that i actually genuinely wonder like if like we'll still go like because we've actually had some like disagreements like like yeah politely to put put it polite yeah. about footy we're both very stubborn yes and opinionated you more so than me fuck off um here we go that's um, not being opinionated <laughs> uh no I was just trying to get a reaction out of you um no yeah we're both think we're 100% correct yeah. at all moments about rugby league in particular um, and yeah we just chat a lot of shit about footy anyway and then you get mad the if no like if you say something that can actually be fact checked you get mad if I fact check <laughs> no I don't get mad yes 
I get mad at the pedantic nature in which you pick at a sort of vague comment that I'll make. No! And I, I will say something like, I will go, oh, well, you know, Will Hopalani was pretty good in 2015. I think he scored seven tries. Like, that's all right. And then you will go, um, actually, if you look here, he's got nine okay. tries. Firstly, literally tonight, you fact-checked yourself and admitted that you were wrong when I just went, really? So, anyway, no one could, like, hear, but I staunched. Anyway, secondly, you one time said Ryan Pappenhausen had been ruled out for the season only for them to turn their backs on it and change their minds and say he wasn't. I said, no, he wasn't. He was never ruled out. And you went, yes, he was. And I said, no, he wasn't. They just said he may not return. And you went, it was officially tweeted by the Melbourne Storm that he had been ruled out for the season. He hadn't. And you genuinely got mad at me for saying, no, he wasn't. Would you not get mad at you? No. I actually don't remember that. I remember it's ingrained. You were so mad at me because you were like, Mark said so. I went, oh, your mate from high school said so? That means it's true. Shout out, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) A real one. Um, We were in my bedroom of that apartment. And I remember you like got up and walked out of the room. And I went, what are you doing? (laughs) And I, I deep down think it's because you realized you were wrong during it. And you were just so like, that's kind of hell bent. I've never been wrong. So, uh, huh, uh, huh. That's yeah. Look, my problem is more with like when we're at a game. I have told you though. (laughs) Okay. What he's going to say, I need to defend myself instantly. I'll say... You don't even know my point? I'll say, like, yes, I do, because you've raised it with me. I'll say, like, was that a knock-on? And you'll go, no. It's not that I don't believe you, but there's no way that you can actually, without a shadow of a doubt, tell me that you, in the fucking 18th row, can see that that play on the other side of the field was or wasn't a knock-on. And so it's not that I don't trust you, but for my own knowledge, so I can know what is happening, because it's typically during a Parramatta game, so I want to know what exactly happened and who I can blame if they lose and when they lose. And so I'll bring up KO and watch it, and then I usually will go, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, but I want to know why it wasn't a knock-on. What did I see that made me think it was a knock-on as opposed to it not being a knock-on and what you saw? And I just want to see it for myself. So that I don't believe you. I just want to see it. You're because done. I can't have replays. You're, you're done? Sure. A lot, of, a lot of very violent hand gestures. I don't understand. Yeah, because this is something I have defended for ages. Yeah, but that ring I spent a lot of money on, it's reflecting on my <laughs> Um, that was look, what, that was what you were going to say, wasn't it? Look, at the end of the day, like you said, I'm always right about those things anyway. So there's no point in you doing it. But I want to see it for myself. If I watch say, the game, mate, stop watching K. If I say to you, "Man walked on the moon," do you not want to see the man walk on the moon? I'll be honest. I don't know how much of the moon landing I've watched. But I, was, I believe it. I was really scared you were doing a map burden right now. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've not lost the captaincy. <laughs> um, no, no. I, I 100% believe in the moon landing. Um, listeners, do you believe in the moon landing? If not, why are you a fucking idiot? Uh, it's a good way to retain listeners. Um, but 
all I've really seen is Neil Armstrong going, there's one small step for man, mm, one giant leap for man. Yeah. I haven't seen anything else, but no. I believe it. Just like you don't need to see, you know, Fox League. But how am I meant to know who I need to be angry at? The world would see never- that's okay. That right there. Apologies for the chair noises. It was not my ass. That right there is the difference between us with like sport in general. I'd say. Oh, is that no matter what you? You're do? looking for someone to get angry at. <laughs> I'm there to enjoy it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm also there to enjoy it. I would say. How come you never do? I would say. <laughs> You have seen me enjoy a game. Like two games a year when Parabate Penrith. Okay, no. You have seen me enjoy more games than that. Sure, I saw you enjoy the prelim. No, okay, but like, what about like uh, Queen's birthday? King, Queen, King, whoever. The Royal Majesty's birthday. It's dead anyway. Uh, I also had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's but right. I did not know it. That's, that's what killed her. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I would say that the difference with us is not that you're there to enjoy and I'm there to get angry. Because I don't enjoy being angry. It just unfortunately naturally happens. Mm. But you're optimistic and I'm pessimistic. Yeah. Yeah, whereas our, the big difference, unfortunately, I only have a prelim to compare. But when... North Queensland took the lead it was done game for me and in my mind Para were losing like there was no chance that they could come back from that yeah whereas when the Broncos were leading and I'm like okay now's the time I've got to like try to console I didn't I initially first thought you were just annoyed at me like patting your leg but it was because you genuinely you fully believed Penrith were going to come back yeah that was that was like that moment I was like, I'll be honest, I did have a moment in my head, the moment he, Ezra Mam scored his third try, where I thought, two in a row is a pretty good run. Oh. But, like, 30 seconds later, I was like, all right, well, what we need to do to win is... And then I, like, had it in my head that I was like, well, we're going to win by doing this. Mm, okay. And then, the I remember, because I remember, like, kind of brushing you off patting me on the leg but in like a nice way and you were like understanding of why because like you've experienced a team losing a grand final by a lot of points um sorry um bit, bit, of a, bit of a cheap shot just felt like unnecessary <laughs> to add the by a lot of points um I just remember like I felt like we were going to win still well I was hopeful we were going to win I didn't think it was going to happen but I hadn't given up and I was almost like hyperventilating. Right. But like internally. And I was like, if something like touches me, it's like a sensory overload. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whereas like the opposite was my hyperventilating at Townsville. When I, when I literally, I literally talked for 10 straight minutes. You had to like literally pull my gaze from the field because yeah. you were like, you're going to pass out. <laughs> yeah, well, and because, like, I, I just wanted to keep talking as well. I just wanted to keep talking to you to distract you because I thought you were going to cry. Yeah. And, like, 
pass out and then yeah i thought they're not going to let us back on the plane home yeah if you pass yeah, out. yeah 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 um but yeah that that probably is quite a big difference between us exactly. at sporting events because like literally even round 26 last year at halftime even though like for the most part like credit to para like obviously they showed up for their final game of the year but like Penrith were all the Penrith games. Yeah, yeah, Penrith obviously had like cashed in a little bit for that game. Like I, I do believe they weren't. Like I think that in their minds they had kind of gone, if we lose, we lose. Mm. That sort of thing. I mean, yeah. the minor premiership was still at stake at that time, but I just think they're not thinking of the minor premiership. They're thinking of the premiership. Penrith so, were like, content with a top two finish. Yeah, I think. yeah, that's yeah. what I think as well. So even at halftime, even though, like. I can say this even as a para fan who thinks they're going to lose every game possible. I thought it was pretty clear para were going to go on to win it. And at halftime, you said, I still wholeheartedly believe Penrith will win this game. Yeah. And I just was like, okay. Which is probably like blind naivety because like Penrith, very successful right now. I've been like that my entire life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you've always been the, you tip for your tip, you tip, Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've not won a tipping comp in my life except for the past three years, and Why? that's purely because I tip Penrith every week. Also, sorry. In the last three years, when did you win the tipping comp? In the last three years, I don't know. Did I lose them? Yes, I I won the last two. See, I'm also, because I don't. I also, tip I also don't cling on to like that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't cling on to that. That's right, I forgive you. Do you not have? A little trophy in our office from when you won like player of the team in your like div 10 all ages men's soccer uh, uh, team yes i do because it's the only thing i've ever achieved physically jesus christ i'm not an athlete <laughs> um look we did finish last in the bottom division of nepan soccer yeah yeah but you know, personally, I had a good season. Yes, because you were playing with a bunch of, like, 40-year-olds. Yeah, some of them were pretty good, though. Okay, fair, fair call. Fitter than me. <laughs> um. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. No, but, yeah, I've been like this my entire life like I remember 2007 we got the spoon and it was a truly abysmal year and I just remember every week going like I remember we beat Manly early in the year in 2007 and you could tell Manly were a good team already like they went on to make the grand final that year um and I just had this optimism in my head where I was like well we could beat Manly so we can beat any team Mm. and I was like well we're going to win this week because we beat Manly 20 weeks ago (laughs) the final round of 2008 season we versed Manly we weren't going to make the finals and Manly were like equal first and I was like we're going to win because we beat them at home last year we we didn't right but I had like yeah this naivety where I was like hey we have Michael Jennings and Lachlan Coote well, all right. That, well, this is good. So, overall, we're actually quite different footy fans. Yeah. Like from yeah. from like 
day dot. So like, that's a nice little segue. Like, how did you fall in love with the game of rugby league? Because we were talking about this with your mom the other day, and it was it's actually like we yeah. like we both just have such different stories. We do have different stories. I'll say yeah, I'll say mine first because I feel like mine's more. And I just asked you. Yes, but I'm just saying like mine's more common than yours. Right? Okay. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think yours is a more interesting story. Um. Yeah. So I was never like that kid who was like holding a footy from like the age of two or three. Um, so you weren't Nathan Cleary. No, I wasn't. But okay. my dad wasn't coaching the Warriors. So okay, you're telling me your dad's not Ivan Cleary. No, you call him as daddy, much as you call him daddy, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that my dad had taken me to a few games and my sister to a few games as well, like babies and like toddlers. But like none really. Once we could start running around because like. I think he was like, I want to watch the footy. Mm. Yeah, which, fair enough. Um, and my mum hated footy growing up. Well, when I was growing up. Um, she actually worked at the Aussie Arms pub in the late 80s, early 90s, when the Penrith team all drank there. Um, and she liked a few of them. She thinks the majority of them were pigs, which, yeah, it, che- it checks out. Sounds all right. Like yeah. a league player, yeah, it checks out. Um, but... Yeah, so she dis- disliked footy, so she never had it on in the house. Um, and then I would have been in kindergarten and a few Panthers players came to my school, did the standard yep, school visit. Including? Who was one of them? Well, one of them was Reese Wesser. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the other one was. I do apologise, Luke Pritis, if it was you. Um, <laughs> He's torn up. Yeah. He, uh, so I went home from school that day and I remember I said to my mom, I was like, I want to play footy next year. And she was like, why? And I was like, Reese Wester was at my school. I don't think she knew who Reese Wester was. Yeah. And I remember she tried to talk me out of it heaps. I don't remember what she was saying, but I just remember being asked the question a lot by both my parents, like, so you sure you still want to play after telling me something? And I was like, yeah. Well, you're, from what I've always heard, your mom was very worried about you being hurt. Yes, yes. But I also think that's a, a, a lot of the time for parents, I feel like that's a convenient get out clause for, I don't want to get up at 7 a.m. on no, a Saturday. No, no. I would say that that's a genuine concern. How many times do we watch? Like, I know that it's like first grade, so it's different, but like, as someone who has played all ages soccer and been knocked out twice, like you don't want to see yeah. your young child yeah. go through that. Yeah, no, like I do think it. I mean, I assume it obviously counted, uh-huh. um, but I do also think like my mum just didn't like rugby league as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, she'd seen what rugby league players are like. Luckily, well, I mean, she, she didn't realise it yet, but luckily I'm not built like a rugby league player. <laughs> so that was never going to be an issue. And so I remember that. I, I also got, uh, I also remember asking my mum if I could have a Panthers footy because another kid on our street had one. And I can't remember which one of those two events was first, but they were both when I was in kindergarten. And I still remember the first game I ever went to my mum, my dad, my sister and I went along. It was Panthers versus Tigers. 
and I remember my, we're on the family hill. My sister and I were down at the fence and the tigers ran out and we didn't know because it was our first game that we'd been to since we'd been in nappies that the home team runs out second. So you thought the tigers... We, we cheered on the tigers running out. Wow. We were like, yeah. And I, either my mum or my dad was like, that's the tigers. And we're like, oh, boom. <laughs> and I don't remember anything from the game. I assume we won. We won the premiership that year. Oh, so okay. I was going to say, I was like, calm down. We won the premiership. I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't... And I, I remember the grand final very vaguely i just remember my mum being on the phone to someone and saying how nervous she was because mm. um, it was one of those things where i think if you're from penrith and like even if you're not a big rugby league supporter if penrith are in the grand final and you go for penrith like you're going to be invested in it yeah. in some way yeah, yeah, yeah and then the next year was when i started playing footy and that was when i was in under sevens and it just took over my life from that point. I remember the first game I went to that we lost was a game against the Dragons, and my dad had to explain to me that a lot of Penrith's best players were out because they were going to be playing in something called State of Origin. Mm. And I bawled my eyes out walking out of the ground because I'd never seen Penrith lose a game. <laughs> the only game I'd ever seen us lose was a recording of the 1990 Grand Final, which oh, I didn't wow. care about because I didn't understand the concept of 1990. <laughs> um, and I just remember this bloke being like, it's all right, mate, we'll win next week. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I think we went to just about every game that year, every home game, because that was... I don't know if they still do it now, but it was when, as a junior league player, you got a free season pass Oh wow! to every Penrith home game that year. No, I can't imagine they still do I that. don't think they do, no. Um, and, yeah, I remember I was just so obsessed with Reese Wester in particular that I actually supported Queensland in the 2004 State of Origin. Because I, I didn't understand what it meant. Fake bitch. I didn't understand what it meant. And then the, the next year... Once I grasped it better, I was going for New South Wales despite Reese Wester playing for Queensland the next year. Insane. So that means I was back on the right side for the Joey Miracle. So we're all good. We're all good. I did not know Reese Wester was a Queenslander. From Rockhampton, same town. I mean, now that like you say it, I can visualize yeah. him in the jersey, but yeah. I just obviously don't know much of like. Same town as Cameron Munster. Uh. Yep. Um. But yeah, I, it just took over my life from that point. And I genuinely... I've never crunched the numbers. But I can't think there would have been too many games at Penrith since I was the age of seven that I've missed. And I'm 27 this year. Yeah, wow. I always had that belief when when Gus came in I was like well we're going to win the comp because he's got a plan mm. never really considering the fact that probably other clubs also have a plan mm. um, and so I was always all in on that and I was like I was always like we're two years away from a premiership blah 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 the first time that it ever started to slightly fade for me 
admittedly was after 2019 when going into 2020 I had no idea what Penrith were going to be like the next year mm. and but then like around like January February just that belief came back completely yeah. and I was like oh we're going to win the comp and we almost did oh yeah out of nowhere um, but it's just been like the last three seasons in particular I'll, I'll say four because it was still a great season despite the final game it's like felt like this reward for yeah, 20 years of watching a lot of mediocrity you know like a team that's always had like maybe the attack to beat you but nothing like the defence to beat you mm. or a team that goes a year and a half without a halfback so Luke Lewis is playing halfback um so yeah that's my story with rugby league basically so basically you bandwagoned from the 2003 grand final and yes are now no, I'll tell you <laughs> I remember the exact moment I discovered what winning a grand final meant so it was the next year um the doggies beat the roosters and they were lifting the trophy and I remember my dad said to me, he goes, do you know what that means? I was like, no. He goes, that means they were the best team this year. I was like, oh, okay. So the next year was the first grand final that I really got into. Like where I was like invested for the whole day. And that was 2005 Tigers, Benji Flick, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, and so I had like 15, 16 years of like watching grand finals where my team wasn't in it but I was really heavily invested in one of the teams. Mm. Um, Parramatta one year. <laughs> I couldn't go for Melbourne. Sure. Yeah. Um, I actually had really bad luck, though, with the team that I wanted to win the grand final usually lost because I tended to just go for the underdog. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, poor thing. I can't imagine how difficult that is for you. I'm sure you can. Um, Look, I'm still waiting to find out my moment of what it's like to win a premiership because I still don't know what that's like. Yeah. I'm sure you've won, like, SG Ball at some point. We won SG Ball last year. There you go. You've got all you need. <laughs> you know, it's like you picked SG Ball when yeah, it reacts like... <laughs> yeah, that's with um Richard Penasini, and then he did his ACL this year. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Poor guy. Yeah. Well... Let's talk about your journey into rugby league because it's a bit different to mine. It's quite different, to be honest. Like, So, obviously, it's pretty obvious I have an American accent. Like, I know, groundbreaking. So, American-born, American Australian mum, American dad. Um, Good show. It's, oh, not, it's, it's, it's not, by the way. No. Don't know if you ever watched it, but don't. <laughs> um, anyway... Moved to Australia when I was eight. Um, didn't care about like rugby league, to be honest. But 2002, so we moved. Um, 
isn't going to add up in my brain. I was going to say we moved before the 2002 grand final, but you, no. You moved couldn't. after it. Yeah. Because you're... I must have been watching a replay. We your dad yeah. was a Chooks fan, yeah, wasn't so, he? Yeah, my dad was a... So my mum, growing up, was actually a, a para fan. Um, you know, Peter Sterling, long hair in the 80s fan. Apparently he was a stud. Uh, sure. With a nose like that, you can never be a stud. Are you calling me a stud? Yes. And I'm saying you got a nose like that. Thanks, Chicky Babe. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so mum was a fan um, in the 80s, but then she fell in love with an American back in the 80s where they didn't have, you know, watchnrl.com <laughs> or anything like that, which actually I don't think is a thing. They weren't, they weren't taking games to Vegas yet. No, no. Watch NRL. Um, shush, let me talk. I let you talk your whole thing. Let me talk. <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Um, anyway, so um, she basically like fell out of love with the game because by the time we came back, it was a completely different game. So like, I give her shit for it now, but like, I get it. Like, I fully, like, I understand how that happened. But anyway, my dad. What year did they move over? To your your parents when they got married and moved over. Nineteen eighty six. Eighty. Yeah. No, eighty seven. Maybe. Okay. When did they get married? They just celebrated 30. Oh, no. It, no. I think I just... I think it was 86. No. Because I be. they haven't married... They, have that, they, have that they pa- haven't been married for 37 years. But they have that, that like, painting with, like, the ducks. And yeah. it has their wedding date on it. Yeah. And I think it's 86. Isn't it, like, 30th of May, 1986 or something like that? No, it's February 15th. Oh, whatever. They've already celebrated it this year. Ah. Uh, not whatever. Ah, uh, I'm wrong. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Eighty something. Who cares? Um, they do. But anyway, love you. Um, anyway, anyway. So, um, Dad went for the Roosters. Mom went for Para, but like she dropped out of it. Dad still like cared enough about it. And so when we came in two thousand and two, yeah, it must have been one night he was watching a replay of the grand final and in my brain i probably wasn't registering that it was a replay and he's told me that yes he got someone to tape it because he was coming over just after yeah okay yeah anyway he would have known though that they won there's no way he wouldn't have known yeah he just wanted to watch it yeah he just wanted to watch it anyway it was against the warriors right yeah yes because i remember i sat down to watch it with him and i've always loved sports so is my dad but i've never had like a sport to follow i just i played a bunch of sports as a kid and you know dad loved baseball and followed um the ravens in the nfl orioles in the baseball all that sort of stuff so he's always been like an active follower and one time he said to me it must have just been something generic where like the score must have been like tied in a game or something like that and he must have said something along the lines of just like oh such and such and such um oh like no one's winning but such and such and such are playing like such a better game like they they're dominating like they are winning this game and he obviously didn't actually mean they're winning but <laughs> i obviously latched onto that and so dumbass like eight-year-old victoria um sitting in Ep- our house in epping dad's watching the 2002 grand final and it was nil all and i went who's winning and dad just like looked at me and was like, you can see the screen, right? Like it says zero, zero. And I went, yeah, but who's winning? Uh, and he kind of just looked at me and was like, ah. Oh. And 
at that stage, I would have said it was the Warriors because weren't the Warriors dominating and then they hit Brad Fittler high? Um, and then went, they, they went crazy from there. So it was like a very back and forth first half. Mm. They had just taken the lead. I think they were up 8-6 and they hit Brad Fittler yeah, high. And then, and then the Broncos... Uh, Broncos don't win grand finals. Not in my experience. Um, no, the Roosters then won, I think, 32 to 8. Yeah, yeah. so they were yeah. crazy. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know why. That's my very first memory of rugby league, is asking my dad who was winning when the score was nil all against Warriors and Roosters in the, in the 2002 grand final. But, like, that was nothing. That was just, like, you know, a little tiny... A, you know nothing moment yeah um but like my dad basically as soon as we came back to australia he was like back into it he was like i love rugby league again blah 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 and he you know he would go to games with um my cousin my grandpa work people all that sort of stuff and this one time he got tickets to a roosters game against someone i don't i don't know and i went with him and i just remember this little kid the whole game just kept going, go Minicello, go Minicello, go Minicello. And from that moment, I was like, I fucking hate that Minicello guy. No, I didn't actually. This kid just said it for 80 minutes. Could you imagine for 80 minutes, some little kid just going, go Minicello, go Minicello, go Minicello. It's annoying when I didn't care that, yeah, of course I was here. I lost my voice at a game once when I was seven. You lost your voice at a game two years ago. Yeah, but during like, the team list. Yeah, but I hadn't, you know, withered away into the man I am now yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I already like came into like a I don't like the roosters because the stupid fucking kid. I was like, screw the roosters. Also, I had a terrible inner ear infection, and so like probably made it worse. And I remember my dad got out of paying for parking at it would have been either like the SFS or like Acor, whatever one it was at that stage. It was called Aussie Stadium. Or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Olympic Park or Moore Park. One of them. Regardless, he got out of paying for parking because he said to the intercom, because he forgot to like get the ticket. We were just like, I was so sick. It was like to get her home. And he forgot the ticket. And so at the intercom, he had to say, I'm so sorry. I have a medical emergency. And they let the boom gate up. And dad, we like, should do that for Taylor. No. Anyway, um, we're not in P1. We're in P5. <laughs> so we have, we have to catch, you know, her private jet to the car park to get to the stadium. Anyway, so yeah, so that was the kind of start from there with me. And then dad actually ended up like a couple things happened. He ended up like dropping off the roosters. And in 2005, four, five, something. I don't know. My sister ended up going to Our Lady of Mercy College in Parramatta, which is directly across the street from the stadium. And so dad was like, well, I'm pissed off at the roosters. I'm annoyed, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. I'll, you know, I'll have no team, but I'll just take an interest in Parramatta. And so he he got a bit interested in Parramatta and, um, you know, kind of just followed it. And then eventually, like, actually genuinely fell like in love with like specific players and like specific things that the club did and all that sort of stuff. Um, in 2009, well, in 2007, I went to that high school as well. Meant nothing. 2009, I just remember 
like the fanfare around Parramatta. The hype. That, yeah, like yeah. it was unbelievable. Like I didn't see it as much in 2022, but in 2009, because I went to school in Parramatta. And so I obviously was walking the streets and it was just, it was a different story because it was a come, be- come from behind sort of situation. Whereas like Para ended top four in 2020, 2002. Yeah, like were bottom four midway of the year. Yeah, yeah, and then just went crazy. So like, it was obviously like so much fanfare and that like, the last time they had made the grand final was 2001 and that was obviously so heartbreaking and then yeah so 2009 and i just remember the streets of church street were just like blue and gold galore yeah, and like yeah. that is where so many people i think fell in love with peter Wynn and like what he offered mm. to this like the literal suburb of Parramatta because he I remember every afternoon he stood outside and would talk to like every single person and was like go para go para go para and it just was like ingrained in you but I didn't even properly watch the entire 2009 grand final I was at my friend's house and we like went for a walk to the park and then like we came back and like turned it on maybe in the second half and we're like ah oh, bummer that's a shame and like kind of like not bandwagoned but like you know we were like oh poor para blah 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 that sort of thing just because we were like para girls like we went to high school in para that sort of thing and then during that grand final this guy wearing the number one on his back i went he cute he, he cute uh i like him i got my eye on him um and i ended up being in a class with another girl who loved Daniel Mortimer and it just became so dreamy. this like yeah this like thing that we were like oh let's go to these like fan days and let's go to these training sessions you know she loves Daniel Mortimer I love he who shall not be named redacted yeah <laughs> peep um and yeah so we did that that was 2010 so anyone who tries to say I'm a bandwagoner wrong because 2010, you know, it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. not good times. But I said this a few years ago that, I'll just say it, Jared Hayne, like, planted the seed. But the game of rugby league watered it. And yeah. that's how it grew. Like, I found myself genuinely, like, obsessed. And, <laughs> like, I just learned the game like the back of my hand as much as I could and like so I would like to think I have my moments I'm sure but like given that I only like watched like my first full game properly in 2010 that like I have a pretty decent grasp of the game and that like you know I I managed to develop a knowledge of the game yeah. like relatively quickly yeah. and stuff like that and it doesn't help you with NRL grid sometimes no it does not I did not enjoy NRL grid at all and that's my beef for ages with Dan Sabo Dan <laughs> his stupid bloody brother you have the mic thanks sorry <laughs> anyway his his um trivia things I always said is it like general rugby league knowledge is it like modern rugby league knowledge what is it because i don't know anything like realistically it's like 2012 because the first year i was just like googly eye like i like the guy in the number one that sort of thing so like and he was always like yeah mate yeah yeah it's super recent super recent when was the very first ever game of rugby league played i was like fuck 
fuck you, Dan. You know, go get stuck on a train. I was so pissed off. Yeah, yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, how many comps of Para one, Dan? Not Para. Sorry, I meant four. How many comps of Cronulla one? I meant. Anyway, um, only one. But yeah, that is that is how my story starts, really, and then it's essentially just been pain. Pain. Yes, it's been a lot of pain, especially because. Pretty much all of my favorite players over the years have... you got bad taste. They have really bad taste, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully. Who's your, right. who's, your, who's your favorite player? I was genuinely thinking about this the other day because I was going to ask you the same. And I know, like, I feel like you, you would have a couple of different answers because, like, when you look at purely just, like, what they do on the field, like, nothing else, nothing else about them... It's James Fisher Harris, right? Yeah, yeah. But overall, it's got to be Mitch Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'm loving Fisher Harris is um, showing a bit of his personality. Because I don't like his personality. No, 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 no. Well, no, not that, not that. <laughs> um, his missus got up him about that. In case yeah. you don't remember, yep. You uh, went, who you went to? A mercy girl at heart. Yep. Yeah. So probably a para fan. No. No. Nah, good on her. Um, <laughs> um, I think she genuinely. A couple things she got right. Um, Anyway. Yeah. No, he's... Um, him and Leota are doing that Bash Bros thing that they've been doing. Do you think I follow anything? You, you don't follow the Bash Bros on Instagram? I, no, oh, I don't. No. Follow the Bash Bros on Instagram. No. They're about to release merch in two days. Oh, Leota wow. Fish Harris merch. But they've been, going, they've been going on podcasts as like a pair and stuff. Yeah. And it's been good to hear them both talk and that. That's how I found out that Fish Harris got in trouble for what he said. Right, okay. Last year. Right. Um, I just assumed that was on um, Josh Mansour's podcast. No, no, it was on the other one. Yeah. Oh, the Ice Project. Um. Uh, <laughs> are we gonna all of a sudden start beefing podcasters? Yeah, Isaac John. I, mean, I can't talk. Isaac I, John. I have been an original Isaac John beefer. Yeah, I, was, I have had fights. I was an Isaac John fanboy when I was a bit of a. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a... You have seen how much YKTR merch I have. No, no, no. As a rugby league player. Oh. Who's Penrith's second choice 5'8". And okay. I was I was that, that person going, they just need to give Isaac John a run. In my mind, like, he's not even a rugby... Like, so, like, you know how it was like... Oh, oh yeah, no, back in, looking back at it now that I've watched a real rugby league. No, but you know how it was like YKTR is, like, two rugby league players and... Either. Isaac John, yeah. instead of like and a former rugby yeah. league player, and New Zealand international. <laughs> yeah, realistically, it was Corey Norman. Like, shoot yourself in the foot. James Segura, shoot both feet in the foot. <laughs> like, like, stand in the background while Corey Norman shooting himself in the foot. Anyway, and then it was Isaac John. You know, that's who I'm going to take business advice from. I'm going to yeah. drop like I, I a just, brand on his business. I just like, take, I take life advice from. Yeah. I just take general, like everyday advice from him. Before I get dressed in the morning, I call Isaac John and say, "Mate, Ice, what do I what do I wear?" See, and I he said, "Like, look at the stars, and the stars will show you." I don't even ask him; I just know. Mm. You know, you just sometimes you've got that sense. Is that it's because it's, all, I, it's the ice injected into you? Every decision I make, yeah, ice in the veins, mate. Yeah. <laughs> every decision I make, I go, Isaac John would do this. Yeah. So I get up, I look in the mirror. Wank yourself up. I have three or four mirror wanks. <laughs> I um, I do my hair. Um, 
than I just walk around giving people unsolicited advice on how to live their life. I will never forget, and he got so mad for this, when I, like, went at him for posting about how American politics doesn't affect anyone outside of America, and I went, you dumb fuck. Yes, it does. I would say that, like, to an extent, it doesn't affect people as much as sometimes they may act. But it, how it, it affects like, someone in Penrith less than it affects someone in Alabama. Of course. <laughs> but, like, how are you so, like, pea-brained that you genuinely believe the politics and, like, the government of a country like America won't affect anyone else? Well, because to him, international relations are the time he got picked for New Zealand from reserve grade. Okay, what you went with was like way safer than what I went with was gonna go with what were you gonna say <laughs> international relations is the time you fucked a girl from a different country <laughs> oh I think you're gonna say Seguiara watched Norman fuck a girl <laughs> um anyway this went down like a weird path that has yeah maybe, maybe cut that uh, <laughs> no no it's fine uh, yeah Isaac John no, no, we're getting off <laughs> Isaac that John, as many people have. It will be unbelievable, and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing, and um, I just hope we go good. Alright, so you but, said, um, you said you hate Sotho Dan, um, because your relationship with rugby league is quite oh, it's, new. Yeah, it's quite new. That was a tangent, wasn't That was it? quite a tangent. We got on to US politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 in yeah. 2010. So, like, I don't fucking sit there and, like... I, I Like, I've looked back at, like, things that Para have done back then because, you know, I have to find some joy in my life. Joel ready. But, no, I'm talking about, like, the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, like... We watched I'm not, the other day. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and, like... Like, I don't actually know. Was Lo- Wally Lewis good? Yes. Okay. But we only saw him play three times a year because he was playing in the Brisbane Cup. Oh, yeah, you've told me all this. I don't care. Anyway. You asked! <laughs> Fuck up! I forgot that that was the, the context of him. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. So, very, very different experience. So, like, it's funny. If you, like... If we had both come to this with the idea of, like, bring a photo from, like, you as a young fan. I'm fucking 16 with braces. Yeah. There's a photo of me at... Nathan Highmarsh and Luke Burke's last game in 2010, 2011, 2012, I think. Oh, 2012, whatever. One of them. Um, this is also where we're very different. You remember all this fucking niche stuff. Like, I well, don't. I mean, I can name the premiers back to 1980. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. Yes, don't do it. I won't. Um, I won't. I'll tell anyway. You <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm standing there with this like, what's the cap called where the rim is flat? Just like a flat cap. What, like, like you used to get, like, Yankees ones and, like, Charlotte Hornets ones? Yeah, but they're straight. Yeah, it's just a flat cap. Yeah, a flat cap. But, like, a snapback one? No, this one was, like... Ooh, the... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I guess that's what Para... I don't know if it was their membership hat, mm. but they had a hat like that, and it was, like, just the PE. God, I, I like loved that. those. And... Not the Para ones. Anyway. Very specific head shape to wear those and look good in them. Because you can't shape it to your head. I don't think anyone looks good in them. Unless it's backwards. And you're a skater. Yeah, but then it needs to be a snapback to be backwards. No. I don't know. No. I, 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 I'm, I still look at backwards cats as juvenile, so. 
you look at something that's juvenile. Oh, and I'm a judgy bitch, yeah. Anyway, so there's a photo of me that my dad took because you got to go on the field afterwards and I've got that stupid fucking hat on and I didn't have it straight on. I had it slightly off to the side because I obviously went like, this doesn't look good on my head. If I turn it slightly, then it will look good. This was also the era where I started to discover that like people have like a side. Like if you want to take a photo, you have your side. And this was a front-on photo. And if it was ever front-on, I used to tilt my head. But I never did it subtly. Like, there are photos. It's horrifically embarrassing. I'd be like the bent neck lady from, like, the... What's the show? My neck right now. What's the show? <laughs> the, the big one. You did this the other day with music. Shut up. The bent neck lady the from the show. Oh, my God. The Haunting of Hill House. Never seen it. Oh, anyway. I was going to say nearly headless, Nick. <laughs> Why do they call you nearly headless? Harry Potter. Oh, okay, anyway. You do have a lot of Harry Potter references. Um... <laughs> the boy who lived. <laughs> anyway. So, bent neck lady, she has a bent neck. Anyway. So, yeah, that's what I, I used to do because I used to go, well, this is front on. I can't show off my side. Let me just fucking... And, yeah, so I've got this fucking snapback bent head braces and I'm standing in front of a sign that says like farewell Heine and Luke Burt and I made it my profile picture and then you met Nathan Heinemarsh a few years later I did wanker yeah yeah let's not go into that I got a lot of hate last time I mentioned not nah, fuck him no I don't want to yeah no <laughs> um can we talk about the other wanker which one the reason that you didn't go into about why your dad doesn't go for the roosters. Oh, Brad Fittler. Yeah, you met Freddie, who was a wanker to him? No. Well, yes. That was one part. The second part, and I don't know, like, the full context of this. Like, I don't fully remember. Mm. But when it was the grand final photo. So, after 2002. 2004. Well, they, they when made, did they next make, make the grand final? They made 2002, 2003, 2004. Oh, okay, okay. So, it must have been like 2004 or three. I don't know. One of them. Must have been four. But, yeah. Four was Freddie's last ever game. Okay, so then I'm going to say it was four. Yeah. Apparently, they were doing the captain's photos for... It's either the finals or the grand final or something. I can't remember. And Fittler... It was like the roosters were in their recovery session and Fittler was in the jacuzzi or like was in the pool or something and didn't want to leave to go to the photo. So they sent Richardson? Rickardson? Rickardson. Yeah. Luke Rickardson. Yeah, Luke Rickardson. Yeah. And from there, after he'd finished, that's when Rickardson became captain. Yeah. And um, dad was just like, it's your fucking final season. You guys have made... It must have been the finals. Or the grand final. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And you couldn't get out of the pool just to go to this fucking yeah. photo to, like, represent your club. And then there was something else, but I don't remember what. So there was a few things. And so he was, like, brushing people. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. just, like, towards the end of the career, apparently, just yeah. became quite egotistical and had his issues with him. But, but I feel like there was a couple of other things from the club as well. Yeah. I don't fully remember. The only one that I think, and he still, I don't know if he still has a soft spot for him, but Craig Fitzgibbon, he just loved him. Who doesn't? Because it was like, like hard worker. And I think this is why, like, okay, hear me out. I'll let you cook here. 
let's not talk about actual like playing ability but let's talk about like your mental strength that you bring into the field and like your work ethic and like competitiveness i think dad sees craig fitzgibbon in clint gutherson yeah yeah i get that yeah because it was just like i will do anything for this team Mm -hmm. and i just and like i used to always care this as well even though i fucking didn't give a shit so but because i I imagine your dad would really like bo scott Oh, you loved Bo Scott. Yeah. Who didn't, though? Like... Mate. Remember when Bo Scott punched the shit out of Inglis? In, out of Inglis? Origin. Do you mean Cameron Smith? No. So he punched both Cameron Smith and Greg Inglis? He didn't give a fuck who it was. He just hit him. No, I'm I'm praising him. Yeah. 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 Ca- the, Cameron Smith is the famous... I got... <laughs> so, Jacinta um, loved <laughs> Bo Scott as well. Jacinta I, would love Joe, but... Joe Scott. Joe Scott. <laughs> Joe Ma. Oh, that was so loud. Sorry. Um, yeah, she loved Bo Scott as well. And fucking hated... Didn't just hate Cameron Smith. Anyone who even looked at a Queensland jersey. Like, I've never met someone so diehard in love with State of Origin. Despite being dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just loves State of Origin. Loves the New South Wales Blues. And, yeah, hated any Queenslander. Like... I remember we used to do like the trains to the games. She'd be like, one time out loud on a packed train going from Lidcombe just to Olympic Park. She went, if a single Queenslander touches me, I'm punching them. And I was like, brother. I really respect that. <laughs> She's just insane. It does bring out some animal in you though. It doesn't. See, because I don't like, like, I don't miss the fighting at all in rugby league. But like. For I, origin, you want it? I will. Be, no, because I know that it shouldn't be there. Yeah. But it brings out something, yeah, like, horrific in me where I get to a game and, like, the Blues have just run out and, admittedly, this kind of resonated a bit more a few years ago because I used to just think, fuck, I want David Clemmer to rip someone's head off. (laughs) And, like, not even just a good hit. I I want him to assault someone. I miss David Clemmer for the Blues. I still say... He should have been picked last year. I don't care what he does for the Tigers. You can't... Like, he's mm. got that mongrel in him. And he's mm. got that experience. And he's got that, like... I- I'll kill for this team. Yeah. I mean, look, in the hindsight game three, they did fine. But anyway, I, let me go yeah. back to Bo Scott. So, hates Queenslanders, loves Bo Scott. So, I got on an iPhone case that photo of Bo Scott choking Cameron Smith onto an iPhone case. And it just looked so funny on this like little, like I think it was like sky blue with the photo printed on top of it. And like, she'd have it like flat down and you just see Bo Scott choking Cameron Smith on it. Remember when Jeremy Lattimore punched Cam- up Cameron Smith in the dick? Yeah. Remember when everyone had that year where they were obsessed with Jeremy Lattimore? Yeah, which, like, it brought out the um, chip on my shoulder, like, insecurity of being a Penrith fan from Penrith. Because Jeremy Lattimore played for Penrith for, like, four years and no one cared about him. (laughs) Boo-hoo. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, my days. Yeah, yeah. now I'm like, oh, we win comps, I don't care. But, like, we didn't have that yet. Right. And I was like, they love him now. He was was good friends with Josh Minshaw. Isn't that... Wasn't this all because of the roast? The NRL roast as well? I believe so. Because he started the I believe so, yeah. I think it was that. And I think he was on um, The Professor's show a lot. 
Oh, really? I think so. Mm. So it's probably a combo of the two. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you started supporting Parramatta. I never ended up answering my favourite players. Yeah, you didn't. So, on field, as James Fisher-Harris. Output as a player, James Fisher-Harris. Yes, yeah. but as a, an overall package, Mitch, Mitch Kenny. Kenny. Okay. Mitch Kenny, yeah. See, I've got two as well, but it's not broken up like that because, like, hmm. it, yeah, it's just different. Well, when I ask you, you genuinely don't know how to answer. I can't because I really can't pick between Mitch Moses and Clint Gutherson, which I could not have picked. <laughs> I could pick. Shut up. Um, oh, as in you could pick who my favorite is, or who you would pick who your favorite is. Of my favorite. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, I probably couldn't have picked two more hated players for Parramatta right now. But that's kind of why you get behind them. No. No, but like, like it makes you want to defend them more when you see them getting no almost attacked in a way that you see unfairly. That was my insane Corey Norman obsession. Yeah, you were wrong for that. I agree. That was a sad time in my life. Yeah. I remember in 2017, so Mitch came like halfway through the year, and I just like to pretend that that first stint of 2017 when he was at the Tigers and he had originally been denied his release, I like to pretend that that didn't happen because that was a really like poor reflection of who he is because he clearly... I genuinely don't know if you can say that. <coughs> what? Did he Have you genuinely? There is I, absolutely. I, I share your opinion. Oh, as in you think it's defamation? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. He hypothetically. Get rid of that word. Just say he was. He was. He, okay, you know what? He earned his release. He wasn't putting in. That is the same thing. Fine, he's not having a go. I like to say that's he, a cliche rather than an accusation he earned his release okay Ivan Cleary is happy to watch him go Ivan Cleary Tigers coach at the time was he actually the Tigers coach at he's the, the one who put the deadline on in 2017 yeah oh wow yeah and he basically accused Mitch of doing what <laughs> you just slandered him with <laughs> anyway if I love him now I got him re-signed yeah, they weren't interested in it until then. <laughs> anyway. Can't blame them. So, yeah. So, but, so 2017, he comes to Para and everyone like immediately like jumped ship to him. Like it was like, okay, if we're going to win a comp, it's with Moses, not, not Norman. Fuck off Norman. Yeah. Um, because we were actually literally talking about this before we came in here to record Norman could have won the fucking Dalian in 2016 and like we were talking about before just shot himself in the foot like three different the sad thing is genuinely and I this is the one thing I will always defend him on he was a fucking idiot but that sex tape that was literally he was blackmailed yeah yeah like he was actually a victim in that yeah and like it, it, it is sad in hindsight that he was fined for that was he fined for that? Yeah. Huh? They, the, the, the reason why he was fined and suspended was for the three issues. Yeah. And they specifically said it was because yeah. of the Star City Casino being caught with cocaine, um, the the photo with the bikies with Junior Barlow, and the sex scandal. <laughs> Forget about the bikies. Yeah. That was Seguiaro nice. was there too. Of course he was. Yeah. He was in the back having a wank. Look, I've got a theory about Seguiaro towards the end of his time at Penrith. 
um, that I'm not going to say. Why? Because of defamation? Yes. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so a lot of people, including Brad Arthur, let's be real, were off Corey Norman. They were like, you've got all of this talent and you're just going to fucking piss it away. Go for gold. Do it, but do it elsewhere. And that that is basically what he did. From 2016, he was never the same. Like, no, no. He had, a, he had a decent 2017. As I mean... Yeah, it was decent, but it was it wasn't as consistent as twenty sixteen. He did make the finals with you. Yeah, but with Mitch Moses. Yeah. And that's where I was in denial. Mm. Mitch Moses did help change para. Yeah. And I remember this one fucking game. I sat there and watched the replay afterwards and wrote down every single time I thought Mitch Moses made a mistake. So you that were the you were the Twitter meme. Uh, yeah, I was that guy who would like slanders Mitch Cleary. Oh, I didn't even mean that. <laughs> oh. I just meant the, the meme you get of like notes at people writing down like a player's mistake in games. Yes, so that I just so I could like I compared so it to So what you mean George did as a joke about Matt Burton. You yes. did about one of your own players, seriously. But because I wanted to try to hype Corey Norman. Mm. I wanted to be like, guys, you're you're backing the wrong player here. Look at what Corey Norman did. And then probably like two weeks later he like I don't know, got done with drugs again or something. He didn't, but you yeah. know what I mean, like yeah. same sort of thing. Um, and I don't know when it switched with me, but it was a very, very slow switch. I don't know why. I was just so. I think it was because my head was so. I made a tweet about this one time. I remember this. I made a tweet that was like, "My head is so far up Corey Norman's ass, I could swallow the drugs that he smuggled at Star City Casino or something like that." It's pretty good. Like I just. I don't know why I was just obsessed with him and I just wouldn't accept anyone slandering him who did you blame for 2018 I still don't know Mm. because everyone blamed Jared Hain I was about to say were you blaming Jared no because and you know my views you know that I'm off him like regardless of the fact that it's not what you said earlier no 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 no, 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 no. the fact that (laughs) i like genuinely wouldn't be here like talking about rugby league Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for him unfortunately i have to always admit that yeah um but like and now he's like dead to me and i'm like so against him he's a fuckwit yeah well i mean to say it he actually had a good season in 2018 as an as an individual player he did and a lot of people refuse to admit it. I. Uh, you can say disagree. You're wrong if you do. I can say correctly. You're wrong. No. Yeah. No. Genuinely, go look at what he actually did do in 2018. I think he was. He wasn't a liability. He was far from the worst player on the team. I'll say that. Mm. But, like, I've watched a lot of Para. And... Yeah, why? Oh. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of a joke, but I'm just going to move past it. Um, but I, f- I think there were a lot worse than him, for sure. Um, one of them being Corey Norman. Yeah. Um, but... I think there's a very good reason that he wasn't like retained 
Because he wasn't re-signed, was he? Well, 2018 is... Well, no. he. I think already wasn't going to be. Yeah. But then... That's yeah, that, when... that happened grand final night. Yeah. The decision would have been made by then. To not keep Yeah, him. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, regardless, yeah, I don't think he was going to be retained anyway. But from, like, everything that I've heard, it had nothing to do with what he did on the field. It was his actual, like, demeanor and what he brought oh, to the training. It's just and, a and piece of shit bloke. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Like, and this is the thing. I used to always, like, defend him when people said this because I do think before he went over to the NFL, he was one of those players where he could get away with being a shit bloke because we needed him on the field. And I, to an extent, I can stand by that idea, but he clearly was, like, a germ in clubs yeah I mean and we like, saw it at the Titans very I obviously I still say though fucking spineless board at the Titans as oh well. yeah 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 like no but like but I'm saying like yeah that's what I was gonna say what he did to, what they did to Neil Henry yeah. with that to that team built on hard work no egos yeah yeah um bringing like that cancer in yeah um yeah, I I think throughout his career, Hayne got away with a lot of things that fans get upset at someone like a Sevo over. Mm. Where I do think sometimes Sevo is harshly judged for like lack of effort kind of things. Mm. I think you would see Hayne maybe do like make a terrible error and then not go out of his way to make up for it yeah he would let he would once again let something naturally happen later in the game which would make people forget about it whereas like almost to his own detriment at times clint gutherson is the complete opposite yeah where he will sometimes overplay his hand yeah and that's why will disappear until the ball bounces his way that's why i knew that it wasn't mitch moses who threw the intercept against the broncos and i knew it was gutho Mm. because gutho has a fair few intercepts under his belt because he's overplaying his hand and he's like let me throw the pass that doesn't need to be thrown Mm. because i'm trying to make something out of nothing but he like doesn't always do it right he auditions on for south um yeah yeah no i think you're right um we've seen it before with like tries scored against para where you go like honestly if guffo put in a little less effort he might not have gotten stepped in that way if he wasn't 100 percent gunning it over you know and that's the thing though at least like i can always sit there at the end of the day if you know there's a game lost or you know when there's a game lost, let's be real, and go with for like pretty much for the most part the team that we've got now. Take away like the fact that we didn't make the eight last year, stuff like that. And of course, I'd love to throw a bit of a tantrum. And I do still say there were times where it looked like Wonga Blake had, of course, thrown in the towel. And I think he had mentally clocked off a bit. Melbourne well. game, yeah. Townsville game. Uh oh yeah yeah yeah. Dreadful. Yeah, that's, that, when, I, that's when I was in much. And I was at, thank God, I was at like a trivia night, so yeah. I like couldn't properly. Watch. I was texting you about the game, wasn't yeah. I? Yeah. Um, but like realistically, when I do look at this team, despite you know specific little moments throughout games or whatnot, 
I do go like this team is trying. They are trying, but mm. unfortunately, you can only try to your ability. I think they're always trying, but I don't think they have it. I, a lot of them, I don't think have it in them to go for eighty minutes like a Clint Gutherson well, or, I mean. or like a Panther. To be honest, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though, yeah. where like it's something you can develop. I think Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam have it too. Um, I think they had it in the grand final. Where you go, like, you just got to keep competing. You got to keep competing. Yeah. And yeah, I do think it's a mental thing. It's between the ears. It's probably a maturity yeah. as a player. That's thing. where Reese Walsh drops off for me. I, st- I say that he tries for 80 minutes, of course, but far too many brain laps. And like, that's, that's what and, I mean. That's oh, I mean. right. Okay. Oh, but so in attack. You you were including Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam in the Clint Gutherson and Penrith. No, 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 no. I'm saying in the para players that aren't oh, Clint Gutherson. Like, oh, well, that's what I meant. Like, oh, okay. Reese Walsh is always in the game in attack. He's supporting on pretty much every play. But he will have moments in defense where, honestly, something may distract him because he's not as immediately in the action. Yeah. That's where he's out of position for the 40-20 that Nathan Cleary kicks. Mm. He's out of position for the Stephen Crichton kick where he gets tackled in the end goal and they give away I a drop out. I wouldn't even and say... And he's out of position for the winning try. I wouldn't even say that it's that he gets distracted because, you know, he's not a dog with a butterfly. No. That sort of thing. But I think, and similar to where we were talking about with Clint Gutherson, because I do truly, truly believe he's like so competitive at the core and wants to win so much that he will overplay his hand in say like play A when really he needed to step back and play A to be available for play B. And instead, because he's overplayed his hand in the first go, he's now out of position for the second one because sometimes he needs to just learn when to like, like, and this is what drives me crazy because it was such a fucking funny phrase, but Pat Kerrigan was had nailed Slow it. Slow your brain. Slow your brain, man. Like, yeah. he's just too, like, do it all at once at times. And that's why he's also loves an intercept. Most errors in the column. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. and like, I still say that that doesn't, of course, that doesn't make him a bad player. No, he's phenomenal. And like, obviously where we're at right now, it's clear as day. Cleary is the best player in the comp. But looking in five years' time, if Reese Walsh can control his demeanor, mm. control his temper, control his like competitiveness, and like literally slow himself down and go back to the basics at different times and then bring out what he has as his like mm. X factor at different moments, he could easily be the best player in the call. Oh, it is insane how much I, natural talent he clearly has. I think that definitely applies with on the ball yeah yeah. but i do think off the ball i think he i genuinely think he ball watches a bit mm. where he's not moving but that, so the 40, that, the 40 20 he's standing still until the okay. first bounce you were saying the 40 20 as if i have watched the grand final as many times as you when have. <laughs> so after most of the other scores the next time penrith get the ball nathan cleary kicks a 40 20 mm. and that's like a massive moment that swung the momentum Swung the momentum. They had. They just scored. They had the momentum. Yeah, yeah, but they were still down by ten points, and they were under the pump. Right. They okay. were stuck down there, and Nathan Cleary kicked a forty twenty. Right. Okay. And Reese Walsh is standing there watching it, and then starts sprinting once the ball bounces because he realizes. Oh. 
And then the same thing happens later in the game. It's the fifth tackle. Penrith aren't quite set properly. And I think Cogger ends up giving it at the back to Crichton, who just grubbers it down the line. And once again, while she's ball watching, he has to go retreat the ball in the in-goal area and gives away a dropout. That dropout is either the one that Liam Martin catches when Adam Reynolds goes short, or it's the one that Nathan Cleary catches to get the penalty mm. when Adam Reynolds once again goes short. And so that's another moment where you go off the ball, lapsing concentration almost, where he's... Yeah, he's, it's not that he's not paying attention. It's that he's not in the moment. And then he's got his eyes on the ball the whole time when he's at marker for that winning try. But he just... He steps up, and then he stands still. What? And then he does the big leap because he was out of position. You just beat me to it. I was going to say, it reminds me of a boxer. They say that the second a boxer stands still, he's done. Yeah, yeah. Like he, that he's yeah. he's gone. And like it's that phrase like you're flat-footed. Like realistically, yeah. you can't be caught flat-footed. Yeah. In rugby league, because yeah. the game moves so yeah. quickly. And so yeah, so I guess yeah, the idea that he's it's yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's. I don't know. I don't know how to analyze it because like we don't actually know what's happening inside of his head. But yeah, it's almost like he's analyzing while playing and it freezes him in a mm. sense and so yeah he, it catches him flat-footed yeah he's like and that's where you go it's little things like that it's the things that edwards and gutherson both have in their game that are what you need to be the best mm. but you also need the ability of reese walsh to be the best which yeah. neither of those two players have no to be honest I going back to Moses and Gutho like Moses is the more talented one um like I do think Gutho is a bit of an effort merchant mm. um but like that's like what I personally love about him right Define effort merchant. Where talent-wise, they don't exactly stand out compared to their peers. Have you just done the like famous thing that everyone's doing of like misusing the phrase rent-free? No. So what do you mean by merchant then? I think he relies on it to be where he is. He he needs it to be the player That's he is. That's not what like an effort merchant would be though. I disagree. But but I also think Dylan Edwards and Mitch Kenny and to an extent Nathan Cleary are that. No. None of them are the most talented in their position. Nathan Cleary is by far he's the most talented in his position. And he's not he's about. not I would say he has trained himself as a kicker to probably be. But as like an athlete he is not the best halfback in the comp. Who is? I'd say either Mitch Moses or Jerome Hughes. Athletically, I'd say they're better. But like, okay, like how do you break that down? Um, like speed. What, do you think one is faster? Speed, uh, like footwork in general. I would say... Um, footwork? Look at that matching try in the grand final. Oh, I'm not saying he's bad. <laughs> Mitch Moses doesn't do that. 
No, but I think Mitch Moses has more natural talent and I'd say flair as well. See, I think, I'd say he has more flair than Nathan Cleary. I think what Mitch Moses has done is the same as... Obviously, it's, he's not put himself on the same level, but he has made himself the player that he is as well because he's obsessed with the idea of yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I genuinely think it's quite offensive to these guys to call any of them an effort merchant because the idea of saying an effort merchant is all they've got is effort. That's not what I'm saying, though. But that's what effort merchant means. No, no, no. I'm saying that they're not an outlier if you're looking purely at talent. But, like, you don't look at rugby league in any way as purely as talent. So it's a, it's a null and void I think for the I think for a long, long time you did, and I think that's going out of the game. And I think that's where certain fullbacks at other clubs are now starting to fall off a little bit because they rely too much on their talent and not yeah, enough on their effort. Yeah, if you want to talk about anyone who's a fucking natural talent merchant, then it's Latrell Mitchell. I think um, there are a few others as well. I mean, I think he's the most like obvious one, though. Yeah, I'd say that's pseudo availability because I'd say Tom Travojevic a little bit as well. Not the same amount. But then Tom Travojevic almost can't put in that effort without breaking down. I don't know. I, Tom Travojevic like just, like, that's a bit harsh on him, isn't it? Yes! Yeah. This whole thing is harsh. You're fucking shitting on... I'm not shitting on them. That is shitting on them. No, it's not. You're basically saying, like... It's their main thing that makes them a difference maker to other players. Is their natural ability? No, is their lack of natural ability? Is their work? Wait, okay, which one are we talking about now? Because I was going back to effort merchants. Okay, I, I think what makes them stand out is their effort, but also and their like, being in every play and their mentality. But like, yes, that's what makes them stand out. But then don't deconstruct it like that. To deconstruct it like that does then ins- like insult them. It's like, hey, you're not naturally talented, but you work hard, but, but that's I never all said you've that. got. I never said that, though. That's basically what you're saying, though. But it's literally not. Okay, then you make no sense. No, because I never said that they don't have talent and that's all they've got. That's what an effort merchant means. Not to me. Then you're wrong. No, I explained. <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like someone who I uses explained. rent free incorrectly. No, it's not because I explained what it means to me. It's like the whole idea. Like people joke and say that Kalen Ponga is a headgear merchant, as in all he's got is the fact that he wears headgear. I just think it's a funny word to say. For yes, them. because it's thrown around loosely and yeah, incorrectly. But, but when you're actually analyzing a player like Nathan Cleary, to call Nathan Cleary an effort merchant is insanity. He's got a bit of it in him. No! Because he's not as talented yes, as... Yes, he is! A guy doesn't debut at 18 because he's an effort merchant. No, he debuts at 18 because he was the hardest worker. And because he was talented. Of course he's talented, but I've said that the whole time. But then to just, like, deconstruct them and, like, pinpoint them as an effort merchant pisses on that talent. But I disagree. Because I think you're... You're still thinking about it as your definition of it. So the definition of it. Well, that's up to opinion, isn't it? (laughs) I dare you. I dare you to tweet that Nathan Cleary is an effort merchant. Okay. Okay. Go on. And like genuinely. Not not just like throw out 
No, I'm going to say Nathan Cleary's an effort merchant. Thoughts? Okay. And you're and if you get anyone besides like Hucks and George genuinely on your side. Now send it to your little group chat. <laughs> this would be funnier if your sound was on so you could hear you typing. Yeah, but psycho to leave the sound off. Sometimes I like it. You're a psycho. <laughs> and I'm someone who hates the sounds. Yeah, true. I said reply with your opinions, please. We have gone way off our original. That was always going to happen. Yes, of course it was. But I'm just stating. Yes. Yes. I love that we started this saying like one will have an opinion and the other is like offended by the other's opinion. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm fucking, you've got me defending Nathan Cleary. Well, you got me defending my thoughts on Mitch, not Mitch Moses. Fuck Mitch Moses. Uh, you got me defending my thoughts on Clint Gutherson. You like Clint Gutherson. I do, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I like about him. I know. Yeah. I trust that you like him. I just don't trust your vocalization of why you like him. But I'm saying that effort is just as, if not more important than talent. In fact, I am saying it's more important than talent. Yeah. And talent wasn't what was going to get Clint Gutherson into where he is now. No, of course not. It was always no. going to be. His you need own. you need a bit of effort too. Of course. But I'm saying that Clint Gutherson needed more effort than say a Reese Walsh or a Latrell Mitchell. Of course, I'm not denying that. And at all. that has got him to the same level as them. Okay. So he's. That he relies more on effort yes, than talent. I agree. Where I would say those two rely a bit more on talent than effort. I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. That does not make them an effort merchant. See, this is what I was talking about earlier with like being <laughs> pedantic. But you can't throw out the phrase Why? effort merchant. Why? It's a, that's like a title that you have put on someone. I don't think they care. <laughs> Of course they don't care. No one's going to listen to this. No one's going to care. But we can't also sit there and go, you're going to get sued for defamation, but then throw out, like, you're an effort merchant. Who is going to listen to this? This is difference between saying someone's an effort merchant and accusing someone of a crime. Okay, you know who genuinely, like, not I'm not saying the phrase effort merchant, but someone who, like, in history, and by history I mean 2010 onwards. Sean Fenson? No. Daniel Mortimer. I would say Daniel Mortimer got to a certain point on his talent. Yep. Saw it wasn't enough and reinvented himself. Yeah, by trying yep. his fucking ass yeah. off. Yeah. So much he became that a hooker. he had to be rested in for para at one stage. <laughs> can we talk no. about No. Can we talk about that? No, we cannot. Ah. No. Well, we'll talk about it some other time. No. <laughs> really funny no we, no we can't we can't give up all the gold on episode one so we're not giving up anything anyway um it's gold he got arrested and because <laughs> it was like you are burning yourself out because yeah. you try so fucking hard to match the level of like other players yeah when he should have been doing what hang was doing 
just cruising. resting during a game and training. <laughs> just not going at all. Having a nap. <laughs> what was it? What was the thing um, Hayne was famous for? Um, needing to go take a shit when fitness was about to start. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I just remember that, he did get that fuckwit Hindy used to talk about it. He did get in trouble one time because I think like I don't know there was something to do with like something with training or something, and then he was seen at Woolworths. But like, <laughs> apparent then the club defended him and said like, no, we had given him the day off or something. Wait for him to show off that he can afford Woolworths, jeez. <laughs> oh really? I thought you thought that groceries were forty three dollars. Alright, I'm gonna defend myself on that really quick. There is no defending you on that. No, what I'm gonna say. No. I'm not. I'm not saying I was correct in this, but there have been occasions where you and I haven't been the smartest with our grocery shopping, and we have just gotten, you know, a couple of days worth rather than a week or so worth. Mm-hmm. And so when you texted me, texted yeah, sent when you sent me a text saying how much did all this cost. I'll be completely honest, babe. I didn't cons- I didn't study the photo. How do you not see that an entire trolley is full? I saw, like, I didn't click on the photo. I saw it was there. You can went, see in the small photo that there's again, a full trolley. Once again, I didn't study the photo. You don't have to study it. You just have to look at it. It could have been spread out. I didn't see that they were full bags. And days. And yeah, you said you just have to look at it. Not, yes. Not scroll past it. You did have to look at it. Not scroll past it. So what, you're just, you're just scrolling past my text and not actually looking at what I'm saying? That's what I'm admitting uh, to do with that picture. Wow. I didn't, you know, I didn't think, wow, that's incredible. I thought, why has she sent me this? That was my but, instant thought. My instant thought was, why has she sent me this? And my thought was, it's because she's done a small grocery shop and she's actually impressed with how much cheaper it was than, say, when we do a couple of days worth from Audi because it was from Audi I'll also say that and so I thought because there have been times where we've done it for like just a couple days and it's come out to like 60 something dollars and so I thought the only reason she would ask me about that is that it's either substantially higher or substantially lower and I thought the fact that you didn't say bro or brother look how much this fucking cost me instead you said guess how much this cost it sounded like you were in a happy mood and I was like, so she got it cheap. And I went admittedly stupidly low. And I guessed forty three dollars when it was a hundred and ninety nine. It was four full bags of groceries yeah. in twenty twenty four. I'm gonna debunk you now. Firstly, <laughs> we have a tendency of not shopping for a week's worth. Sincerely. When I have gone to Audi in the last year, I'm just going to, just throughout the last year, when have I not bought for a week? Okay, well, I'm going to say that there's definitely been a time that we went to Audi and got about six Okay, were you so. with me? That's why I said we. Okay. <laughs> I was by myself, though. Oui, oui. When it is me doing oh, a Oh, sorry. Sorry for thinking this was a couple. Shut up. When... <laughs> shut up! Yes. Shut up. When it has been one of those things... And it is me doing the grocery shopping, usually when you're at training and all that sort of stuff. I go, I do a full week's worth because I do it the next Monday, usually when you are at training. I do Monday to Monday. Uh, Secondly, if I send a photo of groceries, fine. The photo on its own, you didn't study it. But if it then says, guess how much, 
why not fucking look at it properly? Because so you're it's admitting a- to me that when I asked and I pitched a question at you, you thought, let me be silly and just I- throw any number out there instead of, I don't know, opening the photo and having a look at it. I analysed the question and went to a hypothetical rather than looking at the photo. Which, which I, I I said it was admittedly dumb. But I'm saying that there was a thought process behind it. I'm not saying it was a good thought process, but I'm saying my six brain cells that I've got left were kind of spinning a little bit. I was cooking. I set fire to the stove and burnt the dinner, but I was cooking. Okay. So really, you can't actually defend yourself because your thought process for predicting... That's why, I, that's why I retracted... Am I speaking? That's why I retracted I'm saying... Speaking. That's why I retracted saying defend myself. Anyway. You can't anyway it. I'm anywaying it. But that was my point. I was speaking. Speaking some bullshit. Four bags of groceries being $43 is the equivalent of saying Nathan Cleary is an effort merchant. Not quite. What do people say? Uh, Zampa responded saying, uh, George, give Jack the phone back. So there we go. George is notorious for shit-talking Nathan Cleary. And so a shit-talker about Nathan Cleary would call him what? An effort merchant. That's right, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, he calls Nathan Cleary a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, to wrap fine, up. fine. Maybe he's not an effort merchant. All right. We need to wrap up. So how do you think the effort merchant is going to go against Wigan? I think... Look, I'm scared to say this, but I think Penrith are going to win. You're scared to say that? Penrith are cursed in the World Cup Challenge. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, sorry. The World Cup Challenge is this competition that you get when you win the competition. (laughs) So you actually genuinely think... I think Penrith will win. I've been thinking about this, right? I actually think Penrith playing over there will help them. Why? So, because I think Penrith lost it between the years last year. They they can say that they wanted to win it, and I think they did. But I think subconsciously, they took St. Helens a bit easy. So you're telling me this week, while they've been going to every single football stadium I'm saying, possible, I'm saying, they're ingrained... I'm like, saying they were in a comfortable environment last year uh-huh. where they had the home crowd. Uh-huh. They are going to be very well aware of where they are the second they come out at that stadium in Wigan uh-huh. with that crowd with those conditions you're not going to be feeling good so you're going to be thinking I need to be on uh-huh. with a debutant he's not a debutant Jack Cole he debuted at the game in Townsville that we were at oh okay so he played against you know a top four team and got thrashed he still played against them so in conclusion, he played against a team that's better than. In Wigan. conclusion, Wigan is winning. <laughs> also, also, um, Luke Thompson is out for Wigan. I th- I didn't even know he was in ever. Yeah, no. So the, he's gone back to the UK and he signed for Wigan. Um, he failed an HIA in their round one game. Shit. Yes. Why would they have it set to where this has to happen? The, the season there always starts like early. But February. why could this have not been played ages ago? Because Pep, it would have, the way that you structure your preseason, the Penrith players probably would have been at a significant injury risk to play a game of rugby so, league. Okay, but realistically, so how many seasons are, how many, sorry, how many rounds is the Super League comp in? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. If he failed his HIA in round one, yeah. it's got to be minimum round 
maximums are like oh, round this three. is round two now okay so Come why on. couldn't this World Club Challenge be played two weeks ago I don't know as a preseason game for Super League as well I don't know because that's when like the preseason challenge for the NRL um, started last weekend but trials were happening the round before because of like Manly and stuff like that as well like there were a couple of games happening then so yeah. that it easily could have been the opener to all of the trial I don't know like, maybe it's maybe it's like too cold to be playing rugby league over there the difference of two weeks I don't know I, I don't know I'm just putting things out there so realistically like bit dumb but it's always been yeah, but that's a bit dumb yeah yeah yeah, yeah things have yeah. always been certain yeah, ways that yeah, have always been yeah. dumb but it's if anything it's advantageous to the Super League teams because they're match fit but like last year would have been so stupid what play one game and then fly to Australia no so they didn't play round one so what they got the bye yeah and then that screws them for the rest of the season no because they they just played a catch up game later in the year oh so now, it wasn't what a they, bye what they did no no they just like almost like a reverse Vegas game kind of thing that just feels like a whole lot so of they, effort so they came out to Australia a month before the game and did warm weather training yeah and they played the week before against St George Illawarra yeah 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 and then the Penrith game just feels like a whole lot instead of just playing it two weeks earlier yeah but then I guess if you have it if they're going to be doing this swapping it Australia UK Australia UK or possibly New Zealand they're fucking dreaming um, <laughs> then you kind of have to have it at roughly the same time each year yeah it's far too hot to be playing rugby league in early February in Australia tomorrow's gonna be 37 yeah I know imagine if it was actually happening I, in think, a... it, I think it's far too hot yeah. yeah so like regardless of two weeks no but you're not gonna get them to agree to play full strength teams in that they're already not really gonna like there's already a risk of that if you have mm. one team that's already played a game of Super League it's... where they're actually going all out because it's their competition rather than risking a trial injury or something like that. So they've already had a player who they're now going to not be with because of a HIA and his round one game. You've got, obviously, I know Luai, it's because of an injury from last season. Yeah. But, like, you've all... And, like, last year, Dylan Edwards was rested for the World Club Challenge. Yeah. So, like, there's already that risk because at the end of the day, it is still just a preseason game. Yeah, but I think it's, it's more than a preseason Of course it is, yeah. but, like, realistically... If a player has any element of, like, hamstring tightness, calf tightness, it's not actually an injury, but any potential risk that it becomes one, they're rested. Yeah, Because but I, you're I not going to risk... I think they're rested for round one anyway. I mean, depends. I think if you're, like, the reigning premiers, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, I mean, your round one is against Melbourne, in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think it's the biggest deal if Penrith lose. No. They lost round one No, it's last not. Year. But also, it's not the biggest deal if you lose the World Club Challenge. No, I think it's a bigger deal to lose the World Club Challenge than to lose round one in Melbourne. Though. I see, I just disagree. Because I just think it's a, it's an exhibition match. No, but I think for the, like, almost like morale of the squad. And yeah. the, no, but the club in general, this is the one thing that they've never gotten. But realistically, are you telling me that any th of them are going to be, like, genuinely sad if they lose the World Club Challenge? They're probably going to be like, ah, bugger. No, I think this group will. I don't know. Because they lost it last year. Yeah, and they and I think, look very sad. I... On the field, sure. But you can't tell me that then they go back 
to training the next time and goes, fuck, I can't believe we lost that. No, I think they get on with it, but I think they do that anyway. Yeah, but it's just, it's different for me in my mind. Yeah, but like, we also, like, we don't have the mentality of like, Nathan Cleary. Why? Because we're not effort merchants? Exactly. Can I just say though? We're no, effort, we're no effort, no talent. <laughs> if we are ever going to like survive as having a rugby league podcast, we can't start throwing out, we're not rugby league players. Of course, like, of course we don't have their mindset. We're sitting in a garage. Yeah. I mean, they have garages. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're like, we're chatting about it. They're playing it. So we're allowed to talk about it. We're, no, we're allowed no, to. I'm not saying we're not allowed to talk yeah, about it. I'm just saying it. we're allowed to predict what we think is going on. Of course, without of course. having to throw out a. But that's why I'm saying we I don't think know what's going on. No, 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 I'm not saying that. You literally said we don't know. No, 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 no. I'm saying that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you can say that I'm wrong, but I can't say that you're wrong. I don't think it matters what I say you, about whether you can say I'm wrong because you you'll fucking say it anyway. You got annoyed when I said you were wrong earlier. I didn't get annoyed. Yes, you I, did. I thought it was just highly hypocritical. Is that not... What? I don't know. I started it. I'm making shit up. Of course you are. Anyway, tell me more. Has anyone said anything more? Ah, oh, fuck. Um, look, I think Penrith will win. And it's one of those ones where I genuinely think it'll either be um, Jason posted a video, which I'm not going to play because <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Far too risky. Yeah. Um, it's one of those ones where I predicted last night on the Ramblings of a Saint podcast um, that Penrith will win sure. 22 to 10. Okay. Because I don't think Penrith's attack will be on song. You've got a one. You think they'll score twenty two points? You've They've got Bevan French playing five eight. Yeah. Just run that way four times, you score four tries. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's Bevan French. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I am fully trying to hold your hand here. I don't want to hold your hand right now. I am fully aware. Of what you can do to Bevan French and how many times you can run over and you can throw him into the sideline. You have sat there for three years telling me that I've been too harsh on Bevan French and that at times Para could really use Bevan French again. And now you're going to yeah. sit here and say that you think Penrith are going to score 22 points when their attack isn't fully in sync because the opposition has Bevan French? You see, this is the thing about human beings, right? Yeah. They all have their qualities. They all have their flaws. And yours is Bevan, that you tell me uh, one Well, unfortunately, I'm, on not, I'm not human. Podcast. I, I'm built different. <laughs> um, Bevan French's flaws and his downside... Are very easily exploitable but he still has quite an upside so i think bevan french is a very good player but i think he is just the type of player that penrith can get at now i think penrith will score four tries <laughs> but i think if penrith were flying if penrith were match fit and if it was in conditions that suited penrith better 
Penrith could score 50. So are you already throwing out the condition comment just no, in case? No, no. What I'm saying is that Penrith will win, but they won't have it all their way. And I'm saying that what will win Penrith the game is the fact that teams rarely score more than two tries on Penrith. I'm pretty sure, like, I don't actually have the numbers on this, but I think the only games Penrith lost last year were when they conceded more than two tries. But, like, they won a few games that they also had team games. I don't think think they did, aside from the grand final. I don't know. It was a lot that of like Newcastle game that they ended up winning. That was a, that was a high scoring, no, a high scoring game. But that mm, was up yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think that was like yeah, what 21, 22 or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but nevertheless, it's an outlier. It's I've said that word a lot. Mm. It's unusual for Penrith to concede more than two tries, and I think you can defend in any conditions, really. And I think Penrith will defend their way to a win. Because I also think Penrith also just have the mentality of just get it done at this mm. point. So I think Penrith will win. But I said 22 to 10. But I have this sneaking feeling that Penrith are either going to win by 30 or lose by two. You know what I mean? Mm. Either way, I'm predicting Penrith to win. I don't feel good about it. Because on paper, we should fucking destroy them. But rugby league games, particularly World Club Challenges, aren't played on paper. Mm. The Australian teams traditionally have quite a poor record in the World Club Challenge when it's played over in the UK. And, I mean, the Panthers themselves are a testament to that. They played two over there, lost two over there played one over here in like a storm mm-hmm. and lost where you go like they almost need to be more resilient with that and I don't know I've just got a feeling they will this time what do you what do you think oh I actually have no idea I just like to stir you <laughs> I, can't. I can't tell you you know you know you're gonna have 30 weeks of this with Paris. <laughs> I know, I already have dealt with that for many years. No, me intentionally stirring you now. I've never done it before. So what, you've just been accidentally stirring me? I've been nice to you this whole time. Fuck <laughs> off. You, okay. So that was so easy to do just then, by the way. Anyway. I didn't even have to actually do it. Anyway. I'm just going to, like, for, like, devil's advocate, I'm going to say Wigan will win... 1814 and I dislike you as a person that's that's why we're dating who's gonna score for Wigan no oh my god we have so much potential just then <sighs> we did have potential no we were better than we are, re- we are redoing <laughs> we are <laughs> not an effort merchant we are redoing that yeah. we are redoing that okay. so I'm gonna say I think Wigan are gonna win 1814 you are going to say, I dislike you as a person. I'll say, and that's why we're dating. And you say, and that's why we're enemies. Okay. Okay. Go again. You start. <laughs> I was 
<laughs> you fucking idiot. I was getting ready. I can't wait. You pointed at me and said, go. I can't wait to listen back on this. And you see that I paused for like a millisecond. When sometimes when you speak, you go. Pointed at me and said, go. No, I just that was just a generic. Oh, oh. So when you do it, it doesn't have to be oh, direct to the point. Off. But when I say effort merchant as a blase term, you, you have to say, you have to act like I'm character assassinating. You cannot say that that's a blase statement because you know it is. It is when you're chillaxed like the J-Mart. You're not chillaxed at all, and the last two hours and two minutes proves that. I... Uh, well, look, if we're, if we're doing chillaxed by comparison... Anyway. I think Wigan will win 18-14. And I dislike you as a person. That's why we're dating. Dating the enemy. Did you purposely say the line wrong? What did I say? (laughs) 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 Right in the microphone. This has gone poorly already. No, it was. That's why we're dating, and that's why we're enemies. Uh, I thought that was better. No. Well, we'll try yours. We'll try your shit way. All right. All right. Go. So. I think Wigan will win eighteen fourteen. And I dislike you as a person. That's why we're dating. That's why we're enemies. At least pretend to like the line. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for listening to Dating with the Enemy. <laughs> the team was came out. <laughs> well, let's just look real quick and see if there's any surprises. Okay. Let me guess. Dylan Edwards at fullback. Dylan Edwards is at fullback. Who do you think the wingers are? Oh, Brian Toll and Dylan May. Dylan May. Taylor May. No. Ooh. Brian Toll and Sonia Taruva. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Who do you think the centers are? Um, Taylor May and Isaac. I refuse to go see a doctor. Tom so. Moore. Oh, yeah, okay. American. Keep going. Just list the whole thing. 5'8? No, you call it. I'm not guessing. Oh, my. Jack Hall. God. We know. It's Jack Hall and Nathan Cleary. Okay. Okay. Smile. <laughs> God, speaking to me so rudely. Jack Cole and Nathan Cleary. Uh, why am I reading the team list out? They know the team list. Oh, yeah. Um, no, the bench is interesting, though. Ooh. Tell me more. If you're going to be like that. Well, I mean, Luke Garner's starting. Um, Scott Sorensen's not in the team. Uh-huh. He, he's um, had illness. Uh-huh. Um, but Liam Martin... Has had a bit of a niggle, but he's playing. But the bench is Peachy, Lindsay Smith, Liam Henry, and Matt Eisenhuth. Because I guess he's in for Sorensen. Mm. Um, and then the extended squad is Brad Schneider, Mav Geyer, Dane Laurie, and Sony Luke. Oh, so they threw Mav Geyer over. Just for the experience, I guess. Hugo, yeah. who's a free trip to England. Yeah, I know. It's fucking good, good on that guy. Yeah, go on. You don't have to play a game and you get to, you know... Hang out with Moses Leota. <laughs> In England. Well, that's the, that's the downside. <laughs> yes, so to wrap it up, um, do you think Para will beat the Titans? I don't care. I think they won't. I don't believe in players. I don't believe in Para. I'm no expert. I just love the game.
but more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Thank you for listening to Dating the Enemy. Please follow us on socials and stay tuned next week. What are, what are our socials? I don't care. <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of... Another? <laughs> The debut, the Jack Cole. Right. Let's be real. To you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to um, our breakup on air. <laughs> Look, we're gonna push it this year. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to an episode of Dating with the Enemy. <laughs> Outstanding. You threw me because I had it. I was so ready, and then you were like, "This is this come out." Isn't it amazing how that became my fault? <laughs> you interrupted me how is you interrupting me just not then? your fucking just fault then? just then yes because you threw me just then yes if you bump a painter's brush and it ruins the painting that's your fault even if they can't fix it and then when they start painting on a new canvas and they accidentally just do it it's not a new canvas is this the same recording I think it's the same recording this new, is our painting it's a new sentence he's still painting it's a new sentence but even if he tried to move sections and you've thrown off his groove why are we assuming it's a man because I'm it's my hypothetical okay fair enough didn't know you hate women <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>